how it works. Brand new toys. We are live. Live. This is Serge Vicente, the host of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. You see it. It says it right there. We got the little fist down here or whatnot. We're active. We're having a good time. We're live right now on not only uh, YouTube, we're also live on Facebook, man. So this is amazing. Um, I'm glad we're always bringing you guys new new stuff. And uh, this is how we're going to keep the party rolling. So today, this is episode 229 of the greatest combat sports and culture in the entire universe. I have an amazing guest coming on, okay? Uh, this gentleman is a friend of mine. He is an entrepreneur. Um, he is absolutely what I would like to call a spiritual advocate, okay? This gentleman is someone who has worked with some of the biggest companies in the world. He has a wealth of experience, and I am so, so happy to bring the man on the show himself, my man, my friend, Jibby Kulavong. Brother, how are you doing? Welcome to the greatest combat sports coach show of the entire Universe Fight podcast. What it do? Yo, sir, it was good, man. Um, hey, first, before we even jump into this, I want to say how humbled I am maybe even to be a part of this conversation. I know that uh, this is called a fight, and I know uh, we've got this combat sports focus on here, but you know, with my limited knowledge of combat sports, to even be welcomed on this podcast is a huge honor for me. So I want to say thank you very much. Oh, bro. Well, first of all, like I said, man, thank you to you for coming on. Um, this is a, obviously, like I said, it's the Fire Podcast. Um, but what I really always want to do with this one, man, is have amazing conversations. Uh, have people coming on from different walks because there's so many different fights that are going on. Not just the fisticuffs in the cage or the ring. Um, especially what's going on. We're fighting for things day to day. And uh, I'd love to be able to sit there and talk about it, especially um, with your expertise and kind of some of the things that you're yeah. currently doing. Um, yeah. One thing that I think a lot of individuals right now, there has been an uptick. There has been a swing in terms of, I think people really, especially with the pandemic and everything that's been going on with civil rights and all kinds of things, people are really looking in to their mental health. And it's something that is so important this day and time, not only is it important if we're looking at fights, because I mean, I love talking to people. We're talking about like the mindset going in, but there's so much more going on outside of this as well. So you, my friend, are working on some amazing things, but I want to get let, let the people know a little bit about Jimmy. Who is Jimmy? And uh, like I said, introduce yourself to the folks, please, sir. Oh, so uh, name is Jimmy Kulamung, as you said. Um you know, I have a little bit of an interesting background, Asian kid from Kentucky. Originally, I always rep uh, my home state. Um, there so it is. We're going to talk about there. music, too, because like I oh, said, uh, my <laughs> man from Kentucky has a, 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 what it, saying an eclectic background. Musical taste yeah. is something that I think would be an yeah. understatement. <laughs> hey, listen, old habits die hard, but uh, had, a, had, a, had a little bit of an interesting journey. You know what I mean? Born and raised in Kentucky, like I said. I think some of the challenges I experienced, I think when, when you're younger and, and, and to be honest, when you're a younger guy, I don't think society and, uh, equips us and enables us to really uh, have a better un uh, an understanding of our, of our feelings of who we are, right? And, and to be able to express ourselves. So, you know, have some turmoil coming up. Uh, you know, like I said, Asian guy in Kentucky, no one looked like me, talked like me, acted like me, thought like me. I felt like a, a alone in that space for a long uh, amount of time. And mm -hmm. um, it honestly wasn't until I uh, found sports and sneaker culture to where I actually started to develop friendships and kinships and, and uh, what I would call a community and brotherhood. So that's really governed who I've become during my uh, not only professional life, but my personal life, because at the end of the day, all of that means is is making sure that you're surrounding surrounding yourself with people that uh, share share the same values or value systems alignment, if you will. So, mm -hmm. yep, mm -hmm. that's amazing, man. Um, and, and that is such a unique thing because I think a lot of us have different things, and it's funny how a lot of times sneaker culture, especially this day and age, is what brings a lot of us together. Everybody yeah, loves, you know, loves kicks. And everybody, especially, like I said, respects the swoosh. Now, you, my yeah. friend, have worked for the swoosh. You work for Nike for, again, a lot of time. You've been in and out of a corporate yeah. environment in a corporate setting, which mm -hmm. I think is, a, is, is an awesome thing, especially being there to build and grow a brand. Being indoors like that and working on, like, creating a brand and stuff like that and working with such an, a unique um, um, a unique company, how has that experience kind of gotten you to the point that you currently are today? 
<laughs> uh, to be honest with you, like there was really no other place for me during, during, um, I guess I started there when I was 27 years old and I was with them for up, uh, over 15 years. And to be honest with you, there, there was really no other space. Like I said, going back to my background of, you know, sports sneaker culture for where I found like some, some brotherhood. Uh, I, I found as I was starting my professional career that there was some conflict, uh, some internal conflict for me as well, because while, you know, I, I graduated college in 99, it's probably dating me a little bit. Um, but the, but the job market was really good. <laughs> well, it was great for you, you know? and you're good. Don't hey, you worry man, about hey, it. Hey, <laughs> hey, on a, on a different <laughs> podcast, we can talk about my seven step, uh, K beauty process in the morning and the evening <laughs> that we can share with the world. But, uh, <laughs> We might have time at the end. I don't know, man. It's all good. We might be able to squeeze it in. (laughs) So, um, so for me, you know, the job market was really good back in 99 and I came out and I got a great job being in medical sales. So I was in medical sales for, uh, say a couple of years, moved me around to different, uh, different, uh, cities. So moved from Kentucky to Chicago, Chicago to Memphis. And, uh, what's that? Say Shy Town stand up. Always got to oh, man. City, I, man. I, I always, I honestly, I, I tell people, although I reside in LA right now, Chicago is where I actually uh, grew into a, a manhood, right? From from graduating college into my late 20s, that was a lot of developmental years that I spent in Chicago. So I always rep Chicago, Chicago sports all, the, all day. So there we go. But, there we go. Yeah. So, you know, I chased the money. You know what I mean? Medical sales is where the money was, especially when you're 22 years old. You don't really know much of anything at this point. So you're just trying to get uh, get that bread. So, But I found myself really unhappy. Um, and although I was making some good money at that time for my age, you know, it, there was there was still all this little internal conflict. And then um, from then, they actually wanted me to move from Memphis to Mississippi. And I was like, yo, this is kind of where my... Uh, the, the where the bus stopped for me so, <laughs> right. so i actually migrated back up to chicago and i got a right. job with a company called cdw that was mm-hmm. that does it sales and you know you, people may or may not have heard of them but uh another great company but uh once again while making good money and uh making developing great friendships back in chicago there was just a lot of internal conflict so one, one of my biggest learnings was you know I needed to really align what I do on a day-to-day basis with what really fueled me. And this, and this was a long-winded answer to get back to why Nike became important to me. I actually did some soul searching and looked inward and say, when was I the most happy when I was working? And that was when um, I started uh, in the stockroom uh, as a 16-year-old kid at the finish line. I was just having conversations with, with people that, that were like-minded. I had conversations with people that loved sports. And that love sneaker culture. So, so uh, you know, I just did my due diligence and bought my way into Nike, which was uh, quite the journey within itself. And uh, you know, that's I guess that's where the love story began. And and I was really, really content and really happy with all of the opportunities that that Nike as an organization was affording me at that time. And mm-hmm. uh, grew, yeah. So that's awesome. That, that was kind of my 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 way into Nike. So it's interesting in hearing what you're talking about in all of your journey. Um, one thing that really comes fruition, it's going to tie into kind of one of the things that we wanted to talk about today. Um, but it's, it's your, it's value systems. And it seems yeah. like unlike a lot of people, a lot of people, again, do start off just chasing the money or chasing something in particular, and they're not doing things that truly end up feeding their soul, you know, and, and they really yeah. feel as if that they're not, you know, those values aren't really addressed. Could you speak a little bit to how for yourself personally, you've moved around again and balanced those value systems? Yeah. You know, I, I'd love to say that I always had that understanding, but I, it, it's been a developmental uh, thing over time. You know what I mean? There's, there's points in time in your life when money is more important to you than time. And then as you get older, time becomes more valuable than money. And, and then, then it, then it starts to manifest into who you surround yourself with and that type of thing. So, so for me, you know, uh, considering myself a value systems driven person, anything that I do, I found that if anything that I do doesn't align with who I am, I'm just not filled at the end of the day. And that comes down to career, to personal, to romantic relationships, all of that. It all, it all rolls up and adds up to uh, 
something bigger at the end of the day. If, if it's not something that, that is aligned with who you are, that's where the conflict and the friction starts. And, and for me, it, you know, life goes through seasons, right? There's, there's your, your, your high seasons and your low seasons. And I always found that when, when I was in my lowest seasons is when there was conflict in terms of my value system. Hmm. Right. So that, that, and, that's really interesting. Oh, go continue. I'm sorry. No. I, and I, I guess for me, it's that I always found that it's because I didn't take the time to look within myself to really have an understanding of what I valued at that point in time. Right. We set, we set trajectories, we set goals for ourselves to achieve this by a certain age. And, and I want to be here and I want to make X amount of money, or I want to live here. I do, do all these different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we get so uh, surgically focused on those things that we don't take the time to think about, hey, we're also getting older. We're maturing. Our thought processes right. are, are changing. And, and, and so, uh, consequently, our values change. What we, who right. we value to have around us start to change, right? So, mm-hmm. so I would find myself in, in those types of moments to where I would have a dream job. On paper, things are great. And then when I when I'd come home at the end of the day and there was no one around, I was I was left unfulfilled. Now, what I do think the the challenge is is that a lot of times we start to look outward. You know, yes. the world is happening here. This is going yeah. on here. This person did this thing to me, and what I found the secret to myself was mm-hmm. you got to point the guns inward before before point the guns outward. I had to make sure that. I really truly understood within myself what I valued because it's really unfair. So it's like you and I are friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's unfair for me to ask of you uh, how to be a good friend. If I don't know what I value in a good friend, you know what I'm saying? That goes with career path and that goes with yeah. romantic relationships as well. So yes. it, um, yeah. that's, that's kind of how I look at terms of value systems. So for yourself, and again, I think, I think, and again, a big component is that is just age, just time, you're evolving as an individual. But one of those things about that is that people, for that to happen, you legitimately have to go out there and, and try to develop and get better as a person. And you have mm-hmm. to consistently try to continue evolving. And it's something that it really shows that this is what you've been doing, you know, your entire life. And again, going yeah. from, you know, working with your, you know, the pharmaceutical sales up into Nike and beyond. It's always, you know, you're evolving as an individual. And so this is end up happening. What are some of the tools that you have used yourself so that you can actually work on these things? Yeah. You know what? I mean, for me, meditation has been really critical. I think all of us like to think we're very cerebral. All of us like mm-hmm. to believe that uh, I hear it all the time. I can't sleep at night because my mind's going, uh, you know, a million <laughs> miles an hour. And yeah. everybody says that. There's not one person that says, you know what? I'll I, say I that, go, bro. I fall no, asleep at like nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, a you work out so much harder than me in the gym. That's the thing. So, uh, but, you know, everybody likes to think that. Or everybody likes to true, think that, true. you know, that's, that's a struggle. And it really yes. is a struggle. And for me, that was a challenge for a lot of years of my life. You know what I mean? I, I had the fortunate luxury of, in my early 20s and even into my early 30s that I could function off of four hours of sleep and still yeah. be very Make productive. It yeah, to absolutely. Be, to be, and I found it as a, um, that was actually a competitive advantage. The problem That's is father, father time is undefeated, right? So Dude. if you continue these types Shit of- It wears down. It, it, you, wear, you start to wear down. And, and for me, uh, all the all that thought that I would ha- um, have the time to kind of clear through um, when I had more hours in the day, it was actually compounding at night, and I and I couldn't I couldn't really uh, shut it off. And it wasn't until I found meditation and and devoting time to really breathe and um, mm-hmm. sit still and have some calmness. Because what I found that I didn't have, although I was busy, didn't have purpose. Right. So I let me ask you this. Yeah. They're, okay. So I think that might hit into a little bit because so many people, they talk about like, bro, meditation, like that shit's hard. People will sit there, sit quietly. Yeah. Like I got shit to do. You know, we're, we're, we're running around like to sit still. Yeah. 
it, it's difficult. And I think people don't understand how yeah. difficult that is. For you, have you, what are the, some of the tools that have you used any, you know, any um, other meditation apps or any of those things for you? You know, have that, any of that been yeah. beneficial or is it just straight iron butt technique? I'm going to sit my ass down. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and I'm going to, I, I set my timer and I, you know, like you said, I'm focused on my, whatever my intentions are and I rock it that way. How, which, which style of meditation, because there's so many different styles, have you utilized? You know what? I'm a headspace guy. Um, I think I think calm in, in in recent years has probably overtaken them in terms of in terms of downloads. But you know, for me, I I found I when I was developing my meditation practice, calm was or sorry, headspace was the one that was uh, leading the charge. And, and I've had the opportunity to meet some of the people that worked within within that organization, and I love their spirit. I love what they stand for, and I love who they are. Um, so for me, Headspace has been uh, really important for me, and, I'm, and I still do it on uh, every day. I'm, you know, in, in, in my journey, I have friends that can meditate for an hour. I have some friends that that are just on that five minute. I'm on that twenty to thirty minute space right now. But I found that, you know, for me, taking that time to really uh, calm my thoughts, center myself, and then having intention and purpose for the day helps me to be more productive. Because I think this is where a lot of people mess up or a lot of people um, mistaken. They mistaken being busy for being efficient and productive. Being busy without purpose or intention is simply just doing, right? Sure. So, yeah, sure. so if you don't know what your, what your goal is or what your target is, it's hard to prioritize all of the things on your to-do list on a, on a day-to-day basis. So for me... The first thing I do when I, when I, well, it's actually the second thing. And I'll talk about the first thing that I do when I wake up um, in a second, but the meditation is the, the second thing that I do uh, uh, every single day, simply because I want to uh, set my intention of what I need to get accomplished for the day at a micro level, but mm-hmm. also what I'm contributing at a macro level as well. Right. That's that's amazing, man. And and that's that's something. So just uh, all transparency, I use Headspace as well. Um, they were absolutely for myself also the ones and they were a little earlier in the game, I feel like for the guided meditation apps. Yep. And I think that they did a really good job of walking you through it, because even for myself now, I do the unguided meditations. I'm, I'm, I'm at that mm-hmm. point that I can do it. And I still utilize the app just to kind of track everything. So I, um, I think that's awesome. Um, you were yeah. saying, you're no, but not, about, not, so. to cut, not, not to cut you off. How dope was that when we were in Sedona and we were able to just go and meditate, um, in, in, in what, what was it called? It was just really that, that, that I can't, the that, name escaped um, me now. Man, it was like this, like, it was, a like a Buddhist Yo. like temple yeah. type of dig. Oh, exactly. so amazing. Yo, like the level of peace was in that yeah. space and the energy in that space. It, it's hard to really define it for people, especially if people are skeptical about the meditation space. But imagine a space where three of us went, myself, mm-hmm. you, Tasha, we all went. And we collectively were sharing energy, but then we also had our own dedicated time as well. And we were surrounded by strangers that showed respect that showed um, courtesy, compassion, empathy. Uh, I, I, for one, felt blessed that we were able to go um, go there, have that experience, and leave. And, and it's honestly one of the highlights of 2020 so far, which isn't a lot. Absolutely. Uh, the ground level for 2020 is uh, pretty rough now, but that was amazing. So I feel blessed in, in that experience. Oh, absolutely. And, dude, this is the same thing, yeah. man. Super, super. I feel so thankful to have that shared experience together, bro. And, uh, yeah. and and this is where a lot of this conversation that you know we're having now, where we're kind of stirred up, um, because the I, I mean, obviously, like-minded individuals sitting be able to have these conversations. And and one thing that you made you talked about were the other people there. Do you think that if people take the time to meditate consistently and do these things? How much, even for yourself, has this benefited you as a human being? Oh, I mean, it, it's changed my life. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like... And it's, and, it's interesting, and it's interesting to say that, too. And again, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's no, because no. everyone always, people who are successful, you always see in all the books, oh, I meditated and it made a difference. I do these things and it made a difference. And I do want to talk about a routine in a moment. And then we're going to kind of get into some of the other things that you're currently working on as well. 
Yep. But for you, in seeing that and then being able to kind of look at it th- that way, I mean, I mean, how again that experience in itself in its own right for you, how is that you know going? And do you see those correlations? Man, like I said, it's been completely life changing for me. Um, it's and and in the sense that um, you know what, I there there are points in times where you're a little bit of, a little bit directionless. You're just you're like I said, you're simply just doing. And mm-hmm. for me, meditation is has been a maturation process that's enabled me to stay focused because here's the deal, right? And this is what I believe. Society tells you that in order for you to be a good man, you need to be a good son. You need to be a good brother. You need to be a good friend. You need to be a good boyfriend, a a fiance, husband, you know, coworker, whatever, right? Mm. If you're good at all of those things, remember, there's only 24 hours in a day. Absolutely. If you're if you're if you're dedicated in in in, in terms of being good in the eyes of society um, by doing by dedicating yourself to those things, when do you have time to be great for yourself? And for me, that meditation gives me that focus, so I have an understanding deeply mm-hmm. of how to be great within myself, That's and awesome. ultimately, how do I be great for others? Right? We talk about it all the time. There's a million different metaphors. You can't pour them for an empty cup. Uh, empty pictures can't fill a glass. All of those things. And those things are very true. But mm-hmm. people think about investing in, into themselves as yes. it being very selfish. To me, investing into yourself first is very selfless. Because mm-hmm. I found that when I did uh, invest into myself first, I was a better boyfriend. I was a better friend. I was a better everything because now I could communicate to my people um, that, you know, what, what I valued into them. And I felt comfortable within that. And then also at the same time, I could also set boundaries mm-hmm. because in, if you don't set these boundaries, interesting way to think about it. That, that's things, things will always take from you. Right. So. True. True. No, I love that, man. Um, because and it does give like this real holistic kind of approach. And speaking of holistic type of uh, type of approach, you're working on something right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty fucking amazing, if I do say so myself. Um, could okay. you talk to your new? Oh, it is. I do. I feel it. I know, it, bro. The, the vibrations yeah. are right uh, for yourself. Um, you're working on a new thing, and again, this is the entrepreneurial end of your coming in. You're been able to you're working on something now that you're taking the not only the the athletic background that you can say that you've had your whole life and everything even with nike and and uh and now this holistic and this all-encompassing thing and you have this project that you work on could you talk about that a little bit for me please yeah i mean that's absolutely um so i appreciate the platform actually before i jump into that i mentioned something yeah. a little bit earlier that i kind of want to go, jump back to and then we can yeah. jump into what's coming up ahead I talked yeah. about meditation in the second thing that I do every single day. Yes. What's the first uh, I thing? Tend- I do want to I talk about your routine. Talking- Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. My bad. So um, the first thing I do is visualization. I'm a firm believer in visualization and manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. Because I love that. The moment when you wake up and the moment when before you go to bed, when you're laying in bed and, and the world is quiet, Mm-hmm. Um, those are, those are very dedicated times that you can actually invest in yourself. I'm Absolutely. a firm believe I'm a firm believer that if you can't see something, you can't be that. So sure. the first thing I do when I wake up and the last thing or the first, uh, the last thing I do at the end of each day is visualization. I have a very sharp surgical focus on what I want to achieve. Hmm. Very, very sharp. Meaning mm-hmm. down to down to the way I visualize how what the room looks like, how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. who's in the room, and what's being said, right? Yeah. And and um, I, I'll take three deep breaths, three, six, nine, right? In three, yeah. hold for six, and breathe out nine, three yeah. times, and okay. then I will surgically focus on that thing. And I'll give you an example. I okay. told you that I wasn't that happy when I was at uh, at um, at CDW, and it has nothing to do with that organization. It was just a misalignment of values, and I was trying to find my space, right? Absolutely. So, and when, when I made that decision that I wanted to work at Nike, 
I went through this whole process of, okay, so what do I need to do to accomplish this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I found the chief decision maker uh, in Chicago at that time, and I found her email. Um, so what I did was I, I emailed her and I said, here's the things that I'm going to do over the course of the next four weeks. Mm -hmm. Monday at 9 a.m., you're going to you're going to receive a uh, fax resume. This is how old I am. A fax <laughs> resume. The second the second um, Monday at 9 a.m., you're going to receive an email from me. The third Monday, you're going to receive a, a hard copy, and then the fourth Monday at 9 a.m., I'm going to call you on your phone did those things all the okay. while i was i was visualizing her picking up the phone mind you she right. didn't know who i was at all right right no clue so the the sharp thing that i focused on was just her picking up the phone that's it that fourth monday at 9 a.m she picked up the phone <laughs> and we had a conversation and she That's said, great. she said, you know what? I love your diligence. I love the fact that you, that you're going after this and it showed me that you're dedicated to this. We actually have a role that I'd love for you to interview for. That's and um, I'd love to bring you in. Now I shifted my visualization from now that I've achieved that one minor right. goal of just having her pick up the phone. I started visualizing what the interview looked like. Well, yes. actually, what, the, the, end of, the end of the interview. She told me it was a panel interview with three people. Mm -hmm. So my, I, the, for the next two weeks, every single day in the morning and night, I was visual of uh, visualizing, um, one thing, okay, her amazing. looking at me, her looking at me and saying, you're our guy. That's it. Just that sharp. So I'm preparing for the next two weeks. I go through the interview process. A week later, she calls me and she says, Hey, I'd love to, um, I'd love to offer offer you the offer for you the job, and you know we didn't, we didn't even talk about money, which is a mistake on my part, by the way. You know, anyone <laughs> want to talk about that? I was just so excited, yeah, that, that it didn't matter what it was because now I was I was in with a company that that I share the same values with, right? Um, so we had a conversation. We talked about start time. We started about to talk about all these different things, and uh, it was time to conclude the phone call. And she said, she said, Jimmy, so I, I'm very happy you decided to take this role. Um, we're excited to have you on the team. And just wanted you to know that the, the second you walked out of the room, we all looked at, at each other and said, that's our guy. Ha, that so ain't. for me, that was like, yeah. yo, chills, like chicken skin. Like, and that for me validated that was within literally a six week time frame, just about manifesting and visualizing your destiny and how it can come true. So, and I believe write, that from now on. Do you write that? any of those? Do you, cause I know a lot of people journal with their manifestations and things like that. Do you tend to write mm -hmm. anything down or is this something that you're just like in the morning before, when I wake up and the night before I go to sleep, I am just keen, focused, keen, aware, right yeah. on what I need to do you actually write it? Because I know a lot of people focus on journaling as well. Is that a tool that you've utilized yep. or you currently use? I, I journal. I have a lot of different thoughts that I'm trying to organize and prioritize. That's where I kind of start to think things through, especially when like things aren't really jiving the way that I had initially anticipated. So it helps journaling right. helps me to organize my thoughts. But when okay. it comes to but when it comes to visualization, I don't. Um, mm -hmm. That's because it, 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 what, what just works for me is being very sharp at one thing. That's awesome. Don't be, it's don't, amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, just I me. Mean, I don't think you need to really – we can be overwhelmed very easily with everything that's going on with the state of the world, with our personal things that yeah. we've got going on, that you know, it's okay to be good at one thing and sure. want one thing and being surgically focused on that. And for me, for visualization – I don't want to, I don't want to cloud it with three to four to five things. Right. I want to be, be sharp on once. Don't write that down. I just maniacally focus on that thing in the morning and at night. That's amazing, man. Well, speaking of your, your direct focus, you're currently working on this dope project. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because it really is an all encompassing thing from where we started to like, now at this point of the conversation, I love, like I said, let us know about what you're working on. 
Well, you know what? For me, um, for the people that don't know, I, like I said, I was with Nike for uh, over 15 years and I vacated that space um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, January 31 was actually my last day. Um, which with COVID, I think timing is probably not the, not the most perfect time, but, <laughs> but hey, guess what? It is no, hey, it's all good. It is what it is. So, hey, man, the universe has something different for you, brother. Yeah, but you know what? Like, to be completely honest, with everything that's going on, I couldn't be happier with where I am in life. You know, mm-hmm. and I couldn't be happier. And it's because, and I'll be completely honest with you, I probably wasn't doing my best work at Nike in the last year, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. It didn't mean the effort wasn't there. It didn't mean the focus wasn't there. It didn't mean any of those things. It was just that internal conflict mm-hmm. that was you going see, well, on. Right in your soul. I understand. It that. was. It, I, I wasn't believing it. And I wasn't feeling it. And it's like I said. It's no knock on Nike's organization. They are the biggest power we love in push. the game. Right? Everybody like, loves the swoosh. Come on, man. We know it. One hundred percent. They are the ones. Right. Um, but at that point in my life, there was that, 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 that value systems misalignment was happening because I was having some challenges within myself, not only the career, like I'm talking about with those frictions, but some interpersonal stuff, there was family stuff. There was just a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, my body was starting to react. Right. Like, cause I'm a believer, like you hold all these stresses in your body is going to tell you. When, 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 it's an, when enough's enough. Right. And, true, true. and for me, it was funny because I always had this dream to, uh, lead Nike sportswear, right? Like that was kind of my thing. And I had the opportunity to, uh, oversee Nike sportswear in LA. I'm not going to pat myself on, on, on the back because the team did absolutely everything. I was just, I just helped in the process. Right. And, um, it was a dream job. So on paper, all of it was great. But there was a moment that happened. It was early in this job process. And I'm probably being a little bit too vulnerable, but I, w- I wanted to share it. Can you <laughs> ask me to come on here and help? I, I um, won the yeah, idea. Yeah. Yo, I had an, listen, up until this point, like I said, with all my years and tenure and all the different organizations and jobs and, and companies that I worked for, I presented a million times. And I actually am proud of myself of my, my presentation skills. I was I, I was asked to present within my peers, right? Just to mm-hmm. my peers. There's literally maybe ten people in the room, right? And something everyone I do all the time. something I do all the time, and it was a topic that I knew like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I started presenting, for the first time in my life, I started sweating, like. When I say sweating, I say like embarrassing, profusely sweating, as in like I needed a towel type of sweating, as in like uh, John Thompson type of sweating. Like you needed that towel on your shoulder to help you out, right? <laughs> hey, hey, salute uh, to John Thompson, man. Rest in paradise. 100%. Uh, honestly, one of my life heroes. I had a, 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 the opportunity to talk to him uh, a handful of times, yeah. and I and he left me blessed every single time. So wow. definitely RIP John Thompson. Yeah, for those who don't know John Thompson, one of the greatest uh, collegiate basketball coaches of all time. He, he he's credited to saving people like Allen yeah. Iverson. Yeah, social activist and leader mm-hmm. of men and Absolutely. women. So so um, he's gr- uh, great man. But anyways, I digress. Basically. I was having an anxiety attack. Wow. And, and this I is did, after I, 15 years working with the company. That's crazy. Yeah. And talking to my friends and my peers, and I didn't understand why this was happening. Now we played it off as a joke, like whatever, you know, whatever. Right. I made it through. I powered through. And it was my body telling me, yo, this isn't. It's over. It's time to go. This, this, this isn't right for you. Right. That's and crazy. I, and it was it was crazy. And the thing about it is, is that, you know what? I also didn't have the conflict resolution within myself. I was keeping all of these internal pressures within myself in terms of, you know, what all the stresses and anxieties that I was under that I was trying to reconcile. Absolutely. It was, and it wasn't until I started to uh, do my own research and um, found recovery studios. Right? Ah. 
And so, so this, that was a long way of of explaining where I am on my journey right now, but I'm on on this mission really to be, once again, to be very surgical, to make lives better. I didn't, I don't want anyone to go through what I went through in terms of that life experience. I want to help build a community and I want to help build a platform for people who can share of like-minded individuals. And I keep saying like-minded. It doesn't mean that you have to agree on everything. It just means that you have to agree on what you're trying to manifest at a macro level, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, um, I found I found hydrotherapy being a very calming thing for me. It helped me be centered. Right. And so when I, what, what is hydrotherapy specifically? I mean, listen, I'm not a doctor. Right. But, but yeah, from, 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 from what I understand and the way I, the way I perceive it and embody it is okay. basically managing basal constriction and basal dilation. Basically, basically is leveraging the temperature of water in order to increase blood flow and oxygen through your body to help your body recover. Is now, it similar to like people doing the tanks, like the the um, the like surging tanks, cryotherapy, yes, all yes, of those? Yes. Things. Those are okay. those are all components of it. For okay. me, it's it's um, it's a little bit more beyond that. Um, okay. You know, for me, it's it's the it's an ecosystem of you know how do you reengage via tepid pool? How do you how do you uh, Soak in a salt bath, right? And those use those mineralities to help um, promote health and wellness. Cold plunge, uh, thermal hot spring, sauna, steam room. Because while those things help you physically, right, with that base uh, vasodilation I'm talking about, all that extra blood flow and oxygen helps your body recover faster. Athletes have been doing it for a long, long time. Um, and it also it also helps you mentally. So uh, I'm in the space right now of pretty incredible uh, of creating. Uh, a space for people to re-engage with that as uh, with, with in addition to body work and as well as creating a, a, a shareable space as well for, for, for individuals really just to be, right. That's, just to be themselves. That's, just that's to incredible, share. dude. And it's, it's yeah. funny because you don't hear, and it's almost like, it sounds like it's a little bit, it's more because people go to like health spots, right. Um, yeah, yeah. But this seems like a almost like a one-stop shop for all around spiritual and wellness. Is that was that kind of like the kind of the, the concept behind it? I mean, that's the goal. That's the goal. Is is how how that's do you so how dope. do you awaken people? How do you? There's there's three E's I like to uh, like to um, share with people all the time. It's about engagement, enablement, and empowerment. And that's what these that and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to engage with the people, listening to them, listening to be under, uh, listening to understand as opposed to listening to be understood. Right? That's that's critical. Absolutely. But like once you start to hear and understand what 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 people need, you have to enable them and empower them. And that's what um, I'm looking to create and manifest um, here in the in the months and years to come. That is so dope, bro. And again, salute yeah. to you because it truly does seem like this is this is a, this is awesome work. These are the things that you know your people are finding and following their passions, and it seems like that is what you're currently doing, and you're doing it in order to help other people. And specifically in a time like we are in today, where it's so much unrest and it's so much craziness going on, to be able to sit back. And think about others and really trying to put a, a, a place together that does all those different things mm-hmm. in a healthy and a really fly way it is super yeah. dope. And so salute to you, yeah. brother. Like, I think that is awesome. Um, check it out. Before we get you out of here, we, we, we have to talk about a couple things, though, man. Um, oh, yeah. all right. First and foremost, man, um, with everything that's going on, and I, and I talked to you a little bit about this beforehand, um, We've had time again to sit back and read and kind of soak some things in. You, you, with everything that you're working on right now during this pandemic, during the time that we've all been sitting around, do you have any recommendations or any books that you will sit that you could actually say that, you know, this is something that we should check out? Uh, you know, two, probably two. Um, okay. If, if, you, if, if you're starting your spiritual journey, if you will, if you're starting, you know, your, your path to look inward, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer um, is, is, one that is, is, a, is a great book to 
to really invest into. Um, and then and the other thing, what's that? What's the guy's name? I'm sorry. Michael, Michael A. Singer. I think, um, I think that's his middle, middle initial. Uh, it's a, it's a great read. It's a short read. And, um, I actually care. I, I actually, when I'm reading, I, I take notes in my phone. So I have it with me at all times. If I need to go back and re- refer That's to awesome. something and of all the books that I've read, I've probably taken the notes on that one the most so that I can kind of revert back to it. And then when, when you're willing to make the leap of whatever, once, once you found yourself and who you are and what your purpose is and what your intentions are and where you're trying to go, um, uh, this is another classic book. I think I, I'm I'm not giving anyone anything that's like gonna be mind blowing, but like yeah. Daring Greatly by Renee Brown is is something that's great because it's about having the courage to be vulnerable, right? To live, to mm. love, to um, lead, to um, really manifest what you want your life to be. So those yeah. are those are probably the, the two books that I would that I would uh, recommend to a lot of different people. And then once you start on that, per- that, that journey, you and I can connect and share about uh, a myriad of other books as well. So, but to be sure, yeah, we, those are the- we put those in the comments and everything for everybody. So that's something yeah. that we're definitely, um, I'm definitely yeah. checking out those because I'm always trying to, especially with books like that, I want to grow spiritually. And I think that's something that uh, is a really, really dope thing to do about it. Um, also something that always speaks to people's souls is music. Brother, uh, the dude from the South who loves R&B. I told me we have yeah. an eclectic taste in music, man. Yo, brother, yeah. what are some stuff that we should be listening? Because you t- we, we talked about R&B, but man, yeah. you also were talking. We sat for like three <laughs> hours on fireplace listening to the 90s R&B. <laughs> That's yo, probably the most yo, romantic moment I've had in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just me and my mans, all right? It was a group of us. But <laughs> a group of us. <laughs> and we were socially distancing, so don't worry about it. One hundred percent. But uh, dude, you also talking about with that one. We're talking about uh, you do country music also. My man has an eclectic hip hop, country, bro. Yeah. Where did you yeah. get your 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 music? You know, just a variety from man. How, how did you build that? Yo, first of all, I've been listening to the same music for the following the last thirty years. <laughs> Jodeci, Jodeci still on heavy rotation in my car, right? So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer. I learned how to love the '90s R and B. You know, what I mean, that's that's how there I you go. what relationships should look like. So, um, hey, shout out, shout out to my older cousins. Yeah, my older cousins <laughs> actually influenced me on that one, right? Ralph Tresvant was uh, was my guy, my favorite New Edition member, by the way. The um, legend, but legend, legend. So, um, yeah, '90s R and B. You know what I? I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm just a big I'm big into storytelling, and um and with me like anyone that can anything things that connect with me are things that people kind of walk me through and guide me through um, how they're feeling and um and the, that level of that drives a connectivity with me. So that's where '90s R&B is like always right. always in and always in my heart and my soul. But like. Being so what's on what's on like what's on the Rolodex right now? What, what are we listening to right now in the car? Man, shit, what am I not listening to? Uh, heavy right now. If I real talk, like I I uh, made this swing back to my roots into some some country music. So and I know everybody laughs at me for it, <laughs> but you know what? I'm proud about it. Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite NBA players. He's equally proud about his country, his uh, propensity towards country music, and so hey, and if he's going to do it, so will I. Right now, if, if that has, if he's listening to country music and they're and they have some beat up on the Bucks, I'm not mad at it. Man, he's a dog. <laughs> he's killing him right now. So um, let's not talk yeah, about Jimmy. Like, Every time I realize the Bulls traded him, it hurts my heart. Okay, so let's let's not go there. I can't even talk about the Bulls. That, that's for a different day. With my positivity here, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, country music country is huge for me. I actually uh, actually thank, thank uh, well, my ex-girlfriend now, to uh, she actually brought me back into it just because of the spirit and the soul and, and, and what they're trying to say. Like, um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of heavy uh, Sam Hunt. Um, I've been listening to Morgan. Morgan Wallen is my guy chasing you. You never heard that song? Look it up. It's it's a, it's a great cut. But, Look it up. Uh, you know, 
I'm also I'm also in support of like these guys. Um, uh, some other cats that are in the game, Jimmy Allen and and Kane Brown. They're actually people of color. They're actually black men in yeah, the yeah, space of dude. country music doing good music. Right? It it just shows that that there's you know. I mean, look, there's, we we black men created the space, so I understand it. We started country. <laughs> Ray, Charles, Ray Charles was uh, was huge in the country music. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, absolutely. So, so for me, that that relationship with '90s R&B to '80s R&B, even to today's R&B, I respect the guys from today. Um, but that, that's how it, it's not so weird. Uh, maybe I'm a little weird, but uh, that that's that's where I am. And uh, you know, listen. For those that don't know, like Kane, Kane is actually doing music with uh, Khalid right now. He's got a song out with Khalid and Sway Lee, which is uh, for really? those that don't know. Yeah, he's actually Yo, uh, doing a song with her coming. Uh, so yeah, I love her. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. I'm here for it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna take your word for it. We'll check it out, man. Uh, check it out before we get you out of here, and bro. Thank you so much for your time today, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, we, I, I'm looking forward to doing, having many more conversations, uh, but, uh, before we get you out of here, this is the fight podcast. And, and I have to ask everybody about this because this fight is just as much pop culture as anything else is just as much pop culture as a versus battle. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, Jr. Everyone says the fight's coming up. What are your thoughts on the battle of these two legends? I mean, I'm praying for Roy if I'm completely honest with you, like I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of both. I think they were both legends in their own time, but there's just something different about Mike. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just something different. So, and 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 you know what? Like naturally, in their time, they were they were different weight classes, right? Now, as as age started to take, Not, well, you know, well, let, let, let's say this: Roy Jones does have a belt at heavyweight. Also, he did fight he and win at heavyweight. Yeah. He did that one fight, right? Against but, I mean, Ruiz, he was a champion. He was a yeah, I mean, and, and I respect, I respect that. But uh, I think naturally he's probably walking around at heavy right now. But you know, during his fight, he was not that. He was light heavy, right? So, yeah. Um, so, uh, and Mike, Mike mentally is just something a little bit different too. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to tune in. I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know what to expect, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here Man. for it. There it is. Look, I, 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 I've been telling you, I'm going to start posting it on, on uh, social media and all of our platforms. I'm going to start doing like one of those things with their heads on top and all of my guests. I'm going to see who picked what. I'm going to put a picture of everyone's head on each side. And when the fight yep. happens, we're going to see who wins. I swear I have to do it <laughs> because everyone has such different opinions on yeah. it. And I think it is one of those things that really talks about pop culture, but it's super dope. Uh, but check it out, man. So I, I don't want to take a I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. I stand behind my word. I think Mike, Mike's got this. So, but uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no worries, brother. Well, look, man, I, I don't want to take up too much anymore, anymore of your time today, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, where can people find you? Um, you know what? Right now, uh, if you want to be bored, you can jump on my Instagram, Jimmy K twenty four underscore seven. Uh, you know, I, I try to post some, some positive things, some, some daily thoughts in, in there that I, that, that, uh, that I want to share and bless out to the world. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably the best and easiest way to, uh, to find me out in this digital space. But, uh, yeah, just look for, uh, the plunge studio coming in, uh, in a neighborhood near you sometime soon. Cannot wait. Can't wait, man. With yeah. Jimmy, brother, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, man. Uh, amazing convo, bro. And again, much success to the Plunge Studio and everything you're working on in the future. No, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm humbly blessed to uh, be a part of this conversation. And I'm uh, honored to have anyone even listen to me ramble the way I've had for the last, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. So thank you <laughs> so much. I love it. And we're going to do it again, man, because, again, I think these conversations are important. And I think people talking about mental health and spirituality and mental acuity, I think this stuff is extremely important. So I thank you so much for your time and the work that you're currently doing. Oh, anytime. Absolutely, brother. Have a good one, man. Peace out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Peace. Later. Absolutely. All right. All right. That was my conversation 
with Jimmy K, man. Jimmy's such a dope dude, bro. Um, I'm really happy to have him on the show and talk about the Plunge Studio and everything else that he's been working on, man. This is incredible. Um, so thank you so much to him and uh, what he is working on. All right. Uh, for those of us, this has been episode 229 of the greatest combat sports and culture in the entire universe. You see what we're doing now, man. We're streaming live on YouTube. We're streaming live on Facebook now. So you guys will be able to see all of our episodes right here live. And then we'll end up putting it out there. Um, with this being said, shout out to our sponsors. We're brought to you each and every week by Everlast. Everlast is an incredible glove company since 1910. Eventually, we have our graphics and shit come up here. But since 1910, Everlast, man, an incredible company. Get all of your combat sports needs right there. Everlast.com. Apply promo code fight, and you'll end up getting 10% off of, uh, 10% off of your purchase. Also... Check out CBDPure.com, another incredible. After you get done with your workouts, after you're done doing everything you have to do, CBD Pure helps out with so much. Organically grown right out of Colorado, man. These people make organic certified quality uh, hemp CBD products. Check them out today, okay? You get 15% off with promo code to fight. After you work out, I put a couple under my tongue when I wake up, man. It helps out with just all overall well-being. It's incredible. Check out CBD Pure. And if you are on the West Coast, check out Nug Club Official. Nug Club Official is a cannabis company, man. What they end up doing, they actually have a box, premium cannabis. They deliver $200 worth of bud directly to your home only for $99. And if you go ahead and check out with the Fight Podcast as your promo, you get an extra 10 bucks off. So essentially, you get $200 worth of bud for 90 bucks. That shit's unheard of. They have flour, they have tinctures, they have vapes, they have edibles and everything else, man. So salute to everybody, Nug Club official, CBD Pure, and Everlast. Thank you so much for being a part of the Fight Podcast. Um, check us out this week. We also have coming up the Scrappy Hours every Wednesday. So later on today, you'll end up seeing the Scrappy Hour. We have more guests and so much more, man. Thank you so much to Jimmy K for coming on the show today, man. I appreciate his time. Like I said, check out those books, man. Some super dope books, and I'm not going to stunt. I might have to eventually check out some of that country music. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here for it usually, but my man's told me about it, and I trust his musical taste, so I'm going to rock with it. Um, thank you to him, everybody else, for listening. We'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.